are listening to Fast Track Podcast, the place to be to fast track your personal finance or fast track your business or both. Through a series of conversations with those who have learned it, done it, and made it. Before starting the episode, I have very exciting news to share with you. I am collaborating with financial imagineer Matthias Richter to launch the Fast Track Money course. This six-week online course is designed to help young professionals in their twenties to early forties to learn how to save more, earn more, and invest. Using money as a tool to fulfill your dreams, we teach you the proven method that Matthias has been using himself in the last 20 years and achieved financial independence. So sign up today on fasttrack.life/moneycourse to transform your relationship with money from today. Sharita M. Humphrey is a nationally recognized, award-winning finance expert and money mentor. Having previously been broke and homeless herself, she knows firsthand that financial freedom has a blueprint, and she's committed to helping women change the financial trajectories of their lives. Sharita is a certified financial educator, speaker, and coach. At her namesake financial consulting company, Sharita helps minority women better understand, manage, and grow their money. And in today's episode, she shared with us her personal stories how she turned from a homeless single mom into a successful money coach and helping numerous people to understand how to budget, manage their money, and create a solid financial future. Welcome to Fast Track Podcast, Sharita. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited to hear about your stories because you have like really amazing personal stories. In my intro, I talk about you were homeless and broke yourself, and now you are a personal financial freedom coach, and then you also offer educational program helping business owners. It's really amazing. So my first question would be: How did you get yourself into a situation that you were? Homeless and broke, and how did you feel at that time, or what motivates you to take a change in life? So I'd have to say, what kind of got me there is not having money conversations growing up. I think that's very important because it sets the foundation to any child's future. Just being able to understand how important money is. I don't fault my mother; she couldn't teach me what she didn't know. So that's why it's so important. Wealth starts very early on, and not having that those conversations about money, money managing, budgeting, savings, and just even thinking about investing really set me up on a negative downturn when it came to financial for my financial situation, and just making some bad decisions financially, just because I didn't have anyone in my family that I could go to, could just talk through some of the financial woes that I was going through as a young adult, and then just doing that with two children that had two kids very early on, and so now trying to figure out how I was going to stay above water financially because I was living less than paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck probably would have. Um, been great, but I was living less than paycheck to paycheck, and then really didn't have any savings set up. Was not in a situation where I was making the right financial decisions, and so that ultimately left us to be evicted because I got behind and couldn't pay our rent, and so we were evicted, unfortunately, and we were homeless. And so I always tell people that you can be homeless and go to work because at that time I was working. 
it was hard. It was very hard. And I was trying to find places for us. And unfortunately, where I live at that time, there was there was a small capacity for women and children when it comes to the shelter. We had to just figure things out. But the great thing was that I at least was working. So we just stayed at motel to motel until I finally found some place that was more of our, now we call it extended stay. But that is where we lived for several months. I'd have to say a year We where we lived in that motel that became our home. That one room became our home, but it became the place where I decided that I needed to change my financial future, not just for myself. It's because I had two children relying on me for their financial futures. And I did not want to continue the negative downward spiral that I had already seen in my own childhood by not having the financial conversations and knowledge to be able to really get myself in a situation where I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck, that I can actually have something saved for an emergency and really be able to have more than just a, just more than a savings for an emergency, but really be able to man, better manage my money and start to budget it consistently. So all that time that we were living in the motel, that was my goal. My number one goal was for me to learn as much as I could, as fast as I could. And of course, I didn't have to pay utilities and all of those things because we were living in the motel and it was covered. But in hindsight, kind of thinking about it, I didn't have an address for a long time. I didn't get mail. And so a lot of people were like, it's so crazy. Even though I was living at that motel, it was something about it. I never just wanted to fill out to get mail there because it wasn't my address. So for me, I felt like that it was time for me to really set things in motion for my children and I to be able to get mail. It's It may sound crazy, but if you go so long without getting, having a place to be able to go and get mail and receive mail, it becomes such a top priority because I knew that I was finally going to pull ourselves out of the situation of being homeless. So I used the library as my financial tool. We were any time that I had any free time, me and my children were at the library. I was consuming any and everything that I could read about finances, but from everything from credit to budgeting, investing, even though I didn't have much to invest, I still wanted to learn as much as I could because I know there was going to come a time that I was going to be able to. I lost things. I lost everything that I owned. But one of the things that I can say that I never lost hope. And with that, I always desired to work for the government, even when I was a child. I don't even know why that came into my, I wanted, I just knew that because I saw an opportunity for me to be able to get some type of security when it comes to job stability, but also be able to increase the income. Let, let me trace back a little bit because maybe for some of the audience, they can relate to your story when you say some bad financial decisions. Would you mind sharing with us? Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't mind sharing. Not budgeting, not knowing what's coming in and what's going out. I think that was the segue into me making more financial decisions, because if you don't know what's coming in and going out, it's paying bills. And there's a difference between paying your bills and budgeting. And so once I learned the difference, 
it made a difference in my life because what some of the time when we're just live thinking that we're living paycheck to paycheck, it's because we're just paying bills. We're not really budgeting because if a budget is a, a financial blueprint, it lets you, it gives you a bird's eye view of where you what what you're spending your money on each and every month. And I had no idea because I was just trying to pay whatever bills that I had so that way I can what I thought stay above water, but actually it was making, it was actually making the situation worse. Also not being able to understand credit is important. And I didn't have the best credit because guess what? When you're not paying your bills on time, it affects your credit because a lot of those creditors, depending on where you are, they will start to report those things. So of course, now you have another bill and something else that is now helping you to go down into a negative financial spiral because credit is key. We live in a credit society. And one of the things that really didn't, the reason why a lot of people ask me, why didn't you go get another place? I couldn't. My credit was horrible, even though I had the money to pay. It's just that I was a risk. And I understood, I had to, I didn't realize it at the time. I was sad about that, but I had to realize that the decisions that I was making was actually was keeping me in the situation that allowed me to be homeless and continue to allow me to be homeless because I couldn't get a place because I didn't have, even for the ones who were thinking and considering me, I, they wouldn't allow, they said that I would have to pay first and last month and all these additional fees. I didn't have that. So I didn't have anything saved. So just segueing into not having anything saved was another reason why my children and I remained homeless because I had so many negative financial obstacles based off of the decisions I made stacked against me. So it became downward spiral when you when you don't budget, when you spend more and then you borrow more money and you have bad credits and it's even harder to to get other services. How long did it take you to learn how to manage your own money or even start investing and turn the situation around? I have to say it took me about as long as that we were homeless because trying to figure out new information that I'd never really heard before, trying to take it all in at the beginning, it seemed it was a lot. And what I, even though I was, you know, starting to write things down and start to think about in the future, even when I was homeless, I was started to look at my paycheck different by reading those reading books and information on budgeting. So I knew then exactly I was budgeting while I was still homeless because I needed to have a, a plan. I needed a plan of action to know before I submitted another application for a new home or somewhere for us to call home that I had to have something in place and to know that I wouldn't end back up in the situation that I was in. But I also realized that having negative credit was was also going to be a barrier for me to be able to get the job that I wanted, which what I thought was my bucket list job, and that's to work for the government because they looked at your credit as well. So I was really starting to take on and learn and just implement things. But I can tell you, it took me about 90 days for me to really get in a consistent flow because budgeting is fluid. Everything is not going to remain the same. So I start playing scenarios in my mind. Okay. If something happened or if my paycheck was late or um, something was more, if one of my creditors wanted me to contact me and I had to make a payment, I start just playing around with those things. Even when I was sitting in that motel with my two children, because I said, you know what, I got to start to do this now. So that way I can build a financial safety net 
So that way we wouldn't have to return back to a motel or ultimately a shelter. I still budget now. It's not out of sight, out of mind. Even though I'm in a better financial situation, I still look at my budget. I look at it very closely. It's just because once it becomes a part of you, it's almost like when I tell my clients, think about budgeting as working out. When you first know, you're like, oh, this is difficult. I don't know if I can do it. There's a lot of emotions behind it. You're beating yourself up. You're emotionally going through and feeling all of the regrets of, oh, how did I let myself get here? So think about that. Every time that you keep showing up, every time you keep um, in the gym, every time you keep picking up new things and picking up more weight and you start to see um, yourself transforming, it's I utilize that same analogy in um, coaching. It's difficult at first. You're scared. This isn't something new because guess what? We have to face our financial decisions head on. And sometimes it it can create regrets and emotions and all of those things. But guess what? You're going to get past that just like you did when you were working out to try to reach your fitness goals. So changing your mindset is very key. Keep showing up. The budget may not work this week or next week or even next month, but you have to continue to do it. And as you continue to do it, you get stronger, you get wiser, and you start to make better decisions. And then it's almost once you get to a situation, people are like, you still budget? I said, it's almost, think about this. It's like hitting your target weight goal or your target fitness goal. You want to maintain that because you did a lot of work to get there. So that's the same thing with your money. Even though you get into a pattern where you start to become more financially savvy, it's all about maintenance and being able to continue to get stronger in your decisions and start to really start to think about your future, but still be able to enjoy the life that that you live right now because we only get one. Yes, we don't want we don't want to be restrictive and a budget is not restrictive. It's a blueprint. And I think that when if people change their mindsets on looking at budgeting and saving and investing and paying off debt. Once you shift your mindset and you modify your behaviors, then you shift what happens in your bank account. And then you really start to get on a pattern where you're getting into a situation where you can create and meet your financial freedom number. I can totally relate it to what you just talked about. Because I just thought about uh, several years ago, I didn't budget or me and my husband, we didn't do any budgeting at that time we were literally money unconscious <laughs> we have no idea how much we spend on each category per month but i know i always contribute to the credit card pay- payback and then we started budgeting two years ago slightly more than two years ago now i'm just thinking oh my god we just live the same life okay more or less the same but i think our spending is half almost half of what we used to spend. Now I think back. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Right. And you don't really think about it. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of scheduling budget dates or budget meetings with yourself or your spouse and your family, because you never really think about it because you know why? It's so easy for us to make purchases now. It's like mindless spending. Whatever store, that your favorite store, a lot of them are now. You could They just ship it to your home. And you start to save our, we start to save our credit cards and our debit cards on file. One click. One one click. click. <laughs> they have it saved. It's made, it, they've made it easy for you to spend more money. So that's why it's always important. And I always tell people, and they're like, where do I start? How do I, I've never done any budgeting or I haven't budgeted in a while. 
pull your bank statements for the last 30 or 60 days and just sit there with your favorite music or whatever, your candle, and just just make it comfortable for yourself and start to highlight all of those things that were not a necessity. So or not, highlight all of the times that we're eating out or sh- mindless shopping online because we all like Amazon, but some of us can get Amazon and FedEx or knocking at our door every week or every month, but it doesn't really hit you until you sit with those numbers and you start to highlight and then go to your calculator and then start adding up some of that stuff. Because some of us are don't have an income problem. We have a spending problem. A lot of times it's because I tell people all the time, I can almost guarantee you that I can show you some ways to be able to put some money back into your budget each and every month. I said, just go to your bank statements and look how much you spent on the top things that people do. Eating out, shopping, traveling, (laughs) or just when some picking up some of those items that you don't need at the grocery store when you're standing there waiting in the line and you're like, oh, those little things, you're like, oh, I need this. You really don't. But it was right there while you were waiting. So some of the things that we're doing, we don't even realize that it's almost like social media. We say we're going to get on there and just look at some things. And then three hours later, it's a time suck. But those are the same thing when it comes to your money. Some of those things are taking away from your financial future, but even what you're living right now. And a lot of times we don't realize that a lot of the things that we're paying for is from mindless spending. We're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I spent this much money. And then let me tell you something. If you start to do that monthly, I want you to times that times 12, one year you would be surprised in how much money that, and we've all been guilty of it. I'll say I've been guilty too. I'm loving so hard. (laughs) We've all been guilty of this. You're just like, if you total it up in a year and this is what we do. And I challenge my clients to do this. You know how people are like, so what am I going to do for New Year's Eve? I say, you know what? I want you to get all of your bank statements and start totaling them up and start putting them into categories on what you spent. And I was just like, you know what? I can truly care. I said, I can truly tell you over 80% of people would jumpstart their January to look totally different because you come in with a new mindset. You're like, I cannot believe I spent 5,000, 6,000 or 3,000 or even a thousand dollars. I'm like, where did it go? Because a lot of times if you ask people, they're just like, I don't even know how I spent this much amount of money, whether it was in a week or a month, because it's out of sight, out of mind, because plastic makes it easy for us. Yeah, we have yeah. debit and credit. We, uh, It's the same. Like you just said, I was laughing too, because I, I, I had to have an epiphany with myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I spent this much money. I could have could have put this towards paying down something or yeah. making, buying, investing. investing or buying property. But we yeah. don't think about those things because we are right in the moment and we want to be able to enjoy it. And you can enjoy your life. I'm the coach that says, enjoy your life, but you also have to budget. Sometimes it's going to come with a little sacrifice, but the reward later on is that you're not going to have to spend so much time. And a lot of us are taking on side hustles or starting businesses 
not because of passion anymore. We're just trying to make a paycheck or make some additional revenue. So it's like we're continuing a same negative cycle, even as entrepreneurs. So because guess what? If you're not, if you're not handling things financially, personally, and your own personal finances, it could be a setup, a negative downturn to be able to do that same thing in your business. So that's why it's so important for you to really get a handle on what you, how, and really shift your mindset, because you'll start to look at things different. Sometimes we need to modify some of those behaviors. But yeah. also when we do that, we will be able to see that we can get some of one of the things that we normally can't buy back. And that's time. Yeah. And now you talk about the business side, because from my personal experience, I also see people, they don't know how to manage their own money. They just spend, they don't budget, they don't invest. And when it comes to business, it's the same. They want to you know, put money into the business, spend money that's in the business without making any profits. Exactly what you talk about. If you understand how to manage your own money and apply the same principle to a business, you can make a profitable business. So now you also have this BH Ventures that offer a comprehensive educational program. I want to touch on a little bit on that. Uh, okay. So yeah. what we did with that is that it was a partnership that was between myself and a friend of mine that's also an entrepreneur. And we just saw that so many people were suffering financially in their businesses, even though some of these businesses were making money. They were living invoice to invoice or paycheck to paycheck. It was the same cycle. So that is why it's so important for you to really understand that. Because let me tell you something, a lot of people are just co-mingling their money, their personal things and their business. They have really no different structure because guess what? Everything that comes in is just segueing itself back out. And I have clients, they're like, I make six and seven figures. In my business, how am I in so much debt? How am I, oh, so many personal and business loans? How am I financially overwhelmed? It's just because they didn't apply the same principles to that. Because a lot of times when you start to look at what they were doing in their business, it almost mirrors is what's happening in their own personal finances. So it's hard for them to be able to continue to be able to grow and scale. But let me tell you something. It's very difficult now if you have taken on opening and starting a business and you've hired other people who rely on you for their own livelihood. Because when you make negative decisions in the business, it, not, it doesn't just affect you. It affects the people who work for you, whether they're employed employees, contractors, or vendors, because they are committed to your business's success. And so that's why it, it may sound like a big feat, but you really can control how fast you grow your business. And building a sustainable business is not as hard as that we think, but we need a financial infrastructure because we saw this, we no one knew that this pandemic was going to last this long several businesses are still suffering the negative outcomes from not being able to have a business financial safety net. So what, guess what happened? It's now affecting them even more on the personal side of things because they did, they were not managing well in their own personal finances. And so that's why I combine the two 
in the in my own business as a coach as well, because we have to make sure you have a strong financial foundation personally, because that's your first battle of business. Think, start thinking as your budget, as your own internal business. And that is that will help you to bring a different mindset to your actual business that you're starting or you're creating or you're trying to grow and scale. Because if you don't, if anything happens, if business gets slow or Mm -hmm. we, we have disturbance to our economies, guess what? Now your business is in trouble personally or in our business but we have to be able to get back to the financial basics and that's personal finance. It doesn't matter if you're working a nine to five, you still need to manage your money. What are the basic uh, principles someone should follow uh, in order to have a healthy foundation with their personal finance? And what are the basic foundations for someone or business owner should follow to have a basic business finance? Okay, great. That's a great question. So one of the things that you definitely want to do, and I said, you got to know your numbers on the personal side. You want to go, you want to be able to look at what's happening, what's going in and out. So that's why I said, I want you to do and set a date, um, set a time on your calendar, because most of the time when we plan stuff, we do it. So start to pull something, start thinking about setting down and really looking at what's happened. What have I been spending my money on in the last 30, 60 and 90 days? Start small. If 30, if 60 days seems too big, start in the last 30. So that way you can get a clear snapshot of what's happening and really be able to get yourself in a pattern to see what can I reduce? What can I eliminate going forward? So that way I'm able to put some more money back into my household. And so what you're going to, once you highlight those things, look at that number, sit with it and don't just sit with it plan out if there's some things that you said, oh, I can reduce this or I can eliminate that. I want you to crew on when you're creating your budget. I want you to allocate that money somewhere because if we don't, guess what? We'll get right back into the habit because it'll be like, oh, I have free money. No, you don't. You want to make sure that every dollar that you make has a name and has an item. You want to make sure that the reason why is because you even want to, but before you do anything, you want to commit to saving every single time. You got to have a saving on your line item as a line item in your budget. It's a non-negotiable. It doesn't matter what happens. I have to save, even if it's a small amount, because you want to be able to start to create some saving momentum. I always like to tell people, treat it like your taxes, automate it. So that way it's out of sight, out of mind, and you don't have to do it. And you don't have to worry about whether should you don't get that thing that's, oh, I can save this. I'll put it back next week or next month. So automate it. And then look at some of the expenses when you're writing some of those things down. There's a, there's a lot of great budgeting tools out there that you can use that you can do right from your phone or your um, desktop that's going to allow you to really stay in touch with your money. But you also want to make sure especially for those with families, that you sit down with your family and you guys make that budget together because you want everyone in the household to be on board. And then in the business side of things, you want to take those same principles. You don't have to rush out and spend 
five and 10 or $15,000 on equipment and websites and social media and all of those things, really be able to see what do I need in my business? Where Because a lot of times is some of the things can wait as the business continues to grow. We don't have to have a customized site, website. Use the things that are available. That's free tools, your Wix, your Squarespaces. Those are great tools that you can use to be able to great to generate your own social real estate, also known as your website. And be able to use things and really be able to get yourself out there. A lot of times people are like, I need to pay for visibility. You are the best marketing tool in your business show up, whether that's online or offline. So that way you can really be able to create a strategy because people do business with people they know and trust. I know it sounds cliche, but people want to get to know you. That could help to save your marketing budget. But one of the things that I challenge everyone to do is to only make your marketing efforts three to 5% of your total budget, the revenue that you're making. Because a lot of times if some small business owners are spending so much of their money in ads and advertisements and thinking so big, you can think big and start small. You can think big and start small. There's a lot of resources that you can do and make the connections if need be to be able to provide additional visibility. Collaboration will allow you to be able to expand your network and your reach and create visibility for you. Start to write certain blogs, start being able to use the talents and the skill sets that you have and bring them into your business. So that way you can continue to be able to keep your costs down until you're in a consistent flow in your business. This is so, this is so true. I've came across people who start a business without even revenue, without clients, okay, spent a lot of money creating beautiful logo, a lot of money creating beautiful website, have office space, have everything for the business uh, to be ready. I totally agree with you. I think have big goals, but start small. And once the business started generating revenue, you can upgrade later on, but you don't have to be there. Everything the best, the first year, uh, right from the start. Right. And use certain things like she just meant, like she mentioned, as he mentioned, a lot of times we come out there and we start um, taking on office space. So now we're in a one year commitment or depending or a six month commitment. But what if the business is not making money within that time frame? So we're still money's money's steadily going out. So that's why I'm I'm a, a big advocate of writing those big goals and seeing and putting benchmarks and milestones in your plan. So that way, if you said, you know, once I meet a certain amount of money, then I'll start to make some tweaks or some upgrades to my website. But one of the things that you want to be able to do that's going to really be able to create your own audience is build your email list. Because guess what? You have can, you can make relationships and nurture them to be able to create revenue in your business, even if it's small. Even if it's small, start thinking outside of the box, even when you're, even if you don't have a huge budget to do things, you can still show up and be able to utilize the business. Some of the world is opening up. So get out there because yes, you want to be known online because it gives you a bigger um, reach, but you also want to make sure that you don't forget about the power of offline relationships because those become great referral systems to help you to be able to get 
into a situation where you can really be able to have now referral partners and people speaking for about your business when you're not in the room. And, but you don't want to forget about the one thing as a business owner, and that's making sure that you have established what I like to call your money team. And that's having a valued and trusted CPA bookkeeper or accountant. And to remember how important tax planning is, because it's going to save you a lot of money personally and in your business. But you also want to make sure that you have a trusted legal professional that you can go to and you don't have to put them on retainer when you're just getting started. You can just start to be able to ask because many offer free consultations and then you can pay as you need to until you're able to get into a position where you can actually retain an attorney. But then you also want to remember that if nothing else, being able to continue to educate yourself. So that's why I say and be able to put in a personal development or a business development as a small business owner, because that's a part of you being able to generate additional revenues or additional attention or to be able to let other people know about your business. But then you can later monetize those things individually as a business, but as a thought leader and a consultant. So you can still be able to do things within your business that can be transferable while you're still trying to build it. And it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. Put those small things in place. But remember, you have to understand how important it is to have some type of system in your business where you're saving and you're budgeting consistently because entrepreneurship and business and growing it is always um, up and down. It's fluid. And even the strongest businesses, even our global corporations have to make budget cuts or they have to reduce certain things at certain times of the year. So that's why I I said this again, and I'll end with this. Think big, but start small and start to look at and emulate some of those bigger businesses that you admire, but you don't have to do all of the things that they're doing right out of the gate or even know that there's going to be benchmarks and milestones that went to and more invest more into this business, invest more into your website and marketing and maybe having someone for lead generation and sales. But you don't need all of those things. You need something to be able to, to capture people's email, which you can do almost free, MailChimp. <laughs> you need something that you can be able to utilize for CRM, HubSpot, free. <laughs> those are things that you can be able to implement right away and be able to really educate yourself on and start to listen to podcasts, really be able to get other people's knowledge without having to pay right away. Now it makes total sense why you have two business lines, I would say, a Mm -hmm. money financial educator, speaker, coach, and then the other is BH Ventures and the offering education program for business owners. There are so many similarities, right? You mentioned about budgeting, personal budget, company budget, emergency funds, personal emergency funds, and also for the business. And then when we talk about upgrading your maybe office, upgrading your uh, subscriptions, and when it comes to personal side, probably now... You can have nicer vacations when finance allows that. You can, right. you know, upgrade a little bit lifestyle, but not too much. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. My last question would be from the intro. I already told the audience that you are helping black and brown women, these communities, to help、mm-hmm. them better understand, manage, and grow their money. And also from my personal experience, I see that so many women they say, "Oh, my my husband is taking care of the money."、Right. I have no idea. What message would you want to leave? To young females or middle-aged females, I don't know how to describe that. Like people still <laughs> in their twenty, thirties, even forties, still have time、mm-hmm. to accumulate wealth. That's what I want to refer to. So, what is the key message you want to leave it to them and encourage them to start to pay attention to money management? You are the driver of your financial future. Whether you are a mother, a wife, or a young professional. You are the driver of your finances, and even if for those who say that they're married and the, the my spouse handles the money, remember that at some point you guys—it's a team effort. Wealth creation and building, especially for those who are married or in relationships or thinking about it, it's a team effort because you don't want to be in the dark financially about what's happening. Because what if something happens? You want to know where things are and how to be able to continue to be able to provide for you and your family. So it's very important that we educate ourselves very early on. So that way, when we're moving in certain careers or we're thinking about marriage and motherhood and all of those things, we can take what we've learned in our Days of solidarity and be able to apply them in new relationships, in new in our in new businesses, we in new networks. So it is very important that you make your finances just as important as we do our health, our appearances, our mental stability, and our emotional stability. Financial stability is one of the things that can be can negatively affect. All of the things that I just mentioned. So to be able to sh- ensure that you're fit in all of those areas, you need to make sure that your finances and, fin- and financial education is just as important as your health and your lifestyle, but ultimately your future. Yeah, don't leave your future to other people's hands. I think it's so、no. important, even、mm-hmm. especially when it comes to money. Right, money is the tool for life,、right. not the end goal, but It's, right. it's an important tool. So the knowledge of understanding how to use this tool is everybody should have it. Yeah. Don't become a backseat driver to your finances. <laughs> yep.、Yeah. And would you like to tell us where can people find you online? Follow you if you have some, any social media platforms. Yes, I am. At sharidamhumphrey dot com, there is a lot of information there. I'm actually rolling out a financial campus very soon, so you'll be able to grab all of the some of the knowledge and the experiences and the resources that I've been able to share with my audience across the globe. But one of the things is, I am a person who loves to be able to share information on social media, whether that's personal finance or business. So I am at sharidamh. Again, I'll say that at sharidamh on all social media platforms. Platforms. If you really are, if you are an entrepreneur, you're thinking about going into entrepreneurship. I create a lot of content on LinkedIn、um, for entrepreneurs. That's segue into how personal finances are. Definitely get on my newsletter because I send out a bi-weekly newsletter. We need your business. You are a solution、um, to the marketplace. So for those who are business owners, keep going, and we look forward to supporting you. Thank you so much. 
join the Facebook group at Fast Track Podcast One, or you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course the homepage FastTrack.life. See you in the next episode.